This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shouldn't you be at work? Oh, here's Gascoigne. Gascoigne, they can finish it here! Lampard! Brilliant! It was in, no! That surely crossed the line! Oh, oh. It's, it's so far in! Thanks very much, Seth Latter. Clean sheet, I call it. It's, uh, it's one of the most important things in, in football. Nice to see the whole fans doing it. Could it be five? Yes, it is! Paul Bowden to take it. Oh, and he's hit the crossbar! Gerard, it's Carroll! What a goal by the England striker! That's why he was brought in, and he's done the job. Saved! Jordan Pickford! England on the brink! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh and it hasn't! No! Wait, wait. Okay, this is from Stephen Deacon. Gents, a debate some friends and I had prior to the England versus Scotland game. Eight goals and five assists from midfield in 95-96. Premier League winner, FA Cup winner. Should a 19-year-old David Beckham have gone to Euro 96? Did we not have the clamour and want the youngsters back in the 90s as we do now, Foden, Grealish, Sancho? Paul Scholes scored 10 goals in 26 Premier League games in 95-96. Yet we named a 35-year-old Peter Veardsley in the provisional Euro 96 squad. I'm not saying Venables didn't pick young players. We had the Neville brothers, Fowler, Sol Campbell in there. But there simply wasn't the same noise around English youngsters back then even though they were winning trophies with their clubs. Thoughts, please. You're probably putting in Steve Stone and Jamie Redknapp ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like a terrible shout. It's one of those ones I think it's easy to look back and hindsight is twenty twenty vision and see the players they then became. Yeah. You know, why weren't they in there? But there's an argument that they were still, although they had won the title, they were sort of not quite as fully established as internationals as the other players that did end up, end up going. I mean, it's, it's interesting. <coughs> well, I've just, I've just pulled up the squad here. You kind of think, well, could he have replaced Nick Barmby? But Nick Barmby was only 22. Steve Stone was at 24 at the time. So it's like... Steve it was Stone was 24? Yeah, I'm more amazed about... He looked, Nick- I, he looked about 40. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Stone was 24 at Euro 96. I know, do you know what? In my head, Steve Stone getting called up at Euro 96 is a bit like, you know, Chris Powell getting called yeah, up when he yeah, under Sven. Exactly. It's like, like well, oh. an outsider's come in and just analysed English football and gone, he, that, this is the best player in that position. Yeah. Do you know what, old timer? I've one last throw of the dice at Euro 96, that kind of thing. 
How is Nick Barmby 22 at Euro 96? He'd had at least 40 years of a career by then. So all those years he was at Spurs beforehand. So what was he just like 18? That's crazy. Well, there we go. It is interesting, but you did. it did feel like players didn't make it into the squads nearly as quickly, did they? No. There is actually one teenager in the squad for England at Euro 96. Can you guess him? Robbie Fowler? Nope. I don't know who that would be. Gary Neville? His brother, Phil, 19 years old. Yeah. There we go. But that's a bit speculative, isn't it, I suppose? Phil Neville in that squad. I don't know. He didn't play much, did he? No, I don't think he came on. I don't think he came on. Now, the classic, ways to make the Euros better. Uh, Listening to suggestions regarding Euro 2020 and rule changes to improve the game. This is from Chris. Uh, If the game goes to extra time, then I think offsides should be removed. (laughs) The last 30 minutes of the game becomes a bit more exciting as the the shackles come off. This rule change was suggested when playing computer games with several mates on PS3 FIFA. Six-player, non-online nonsense. All six of us around my house, three versus three. Four competitors were playing without the offside, but it created a great change in the game. Runners down the wing, but really down the wing. Free kicks allowed us to move right up next to the goalie. Any mistake at the back was almost always punished. Thoughts? I mean, I think it would be fun. It would be carnage. Like, how are you? Absolute carnage. How are you then setting your team up? Like, because you're 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 really open to a counter attack, aren't you? I, I would argue this England team would do very well under that system because I think we've got the pace on the attack, but also. Our ball retention has been absolutely sublime. Well, you know, there's a clamour now to remove offside the offside rule. Yeah, there because, is a bit, isn't there? Because you, as you see, play, well, teams. This wasn't is wasn't getting... that Arsene Wenger kind of trying to keep himself relevant. He was pitching that as one of his suggestions. So I why that would, would that be... work? What's the advantage of that? Because I think teams play out from the back now. It's more about a possession, but like teams are less likely trying to hoof. I think the offside rule was when the game was still fairly amateur, and teams would just hoof it up, and so it would just kind of ruin the spectacle of the game. I, I presume. But whereas here, but now teams are so technical and so pass-minded, possession-minded that actually they play. They like they're yeah, playing the top five teams in the world are. But like <laughs> the moment you drop beyond like sixth in the Premier League, they're not like that. Do you know what I mean? But I, it'd be interesting. I think, yeah. I mean, a big Sam character with the removal of the offside rule. I mean, he was. In, remember when when they I tell, played? I tell, they, you they I tell you, he's suddenly worth an extra ten million. Andy Carroll. <laughs> His market value's gone through the roof. <laughs> How soon would he be straight back in the England team? Check out the, the day of the announcement. Yeah. You'd presume so. I mean, you'd love that. You'd absolutely <laughs> love it. If you want to get in touch with the show, this is how. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Well, where do we start, really? Should we start by following our nights? Uh, I sh- we should explain. This is the setup. Me and Matthew Ford were at Wembley. Michael and Josh in Josh's garden. This is our experience of the evening. Chris Cole, Matt Ford walking down Wembley Way right now. Fordy, atmosphere is electric. How are you feeling? I feel fantastic. It's a lot warmer and sunnier than... Why am I talking about the weather? It just feels incredible. You know what? This is what it must have been like in the 90s. 
just happy people at the right stage of drunk. But uh, of course, as we know, that could all change. It's funny, I've been tense all day, but as soon as we set foot on Wembley Wayne, you saw these other England fans, everyone else is in the yeah. sun drinking. It's removed the tension somehow. That's I'm, such a good I'm point. actually excited now. That's such a good point, because you think these people aren't going fucking mad with tension. I bet they didn't have tummy ache yesterday. Like, <laughs> they don't care, so why should I? And also, you've got to enjoy these days, don't you? That's the thing as well, it's like, these are just massive days for football fans, for like our nation. So, like, what are we going to do? Not enjoy it. This is like, this is a historic day we were saying on the way here. We'll remember this day for the rest of our lives. Whatever happens now, but it could be historic. This yeah. could be well, the greatest day in English football since 1966. If we're there and we see England get to a final for the first time in our lives, can you imagine how it's going to feel? Like we, we literally got the prospect of that happening in a, in a few, you know, in a few yeah. hours. Yeah, we, we could be there. Well, we've both got half a can of Holston each. We're about... <laughs> So 90s. We're about to start walking up the steps at Wembley. It's here. History awaits. You might not have been on a journey like this for a little while, so I will quickly remind you of the safety protocols. It is best to keep your seatbelt fastened at all times, and if you have a tray or a table, I would use it. Spillages have been known. But if England get to their desired destination, it will be worth a tummy flip or two. So Chris Skull's not here because he's at Wembley. Um, and when Michael was 10 minutes late, I presumed you got tickets to Wembley as well, but not had the guts to tell me. No, I, I would have told you. I was. Um, that's how casual I'm taking this game, the fact that I thought I could rock up 10 minutes late and nothing would have happened. At the very most, England would have scored. Yeah, well, almost. I think this is the best we've played in this tournament so far and consequently because this is the best we've ever been in my lifetime this might be the best we've ever been I mean at least if we lose Skull has wasted a load of money <laughs> Damsgaard takes over England trying to shuffle back Damsgaard well they weren't sure where that was going a little bit too much space on the edge of the box Pickford's looking at it saying he's miles wide are we too cocky now? Denmark have been on top for about 10, 15 minutes, probably. It's slightly flat as a game because we're very evenly matched. Which I didn't say 10 minutes ago when I said we're the best England team of all time. <laughs> Dolberg, out-muscling Rice. Mount says, I'm coming across to help my mate out. Just lift a little bit too much on Kasper Dolberg, Mason Mount. Oh my god, Denmark free kick now. Um, here we go. Free kick to Denmark. What, 25 yards, 30 yards out? It'd be a hell of a goal. Oh no. Jesus fucking Christ. England concede their first goal at the tournament. And it is a dash of Danish dynamite. Fuck, 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 fuck. There wasn't much stopping that. Oh Jesus Christ. Suddenly, I feel physically sick. That is everything that my attitude has deserved. I feel suddenly, absolutely, all the fear, horrible, like everything that I associate with supporting England has come back. Yeah, now I remember what it's like to be an England fan in a major tournament. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful, 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 and so hopeful. Saka. Kane. Mount wants it in the centre. Raheem Sterling wants it. It's an unbelievable save by Kasper Schmeichel. How on earth did Kasper Schmeichel stop that? Well, he kept a clean sheet on his last visit to Wembley, Kasper Schmeichel. 
Saka trying to stop him from doing so. Sterling is there. He's not keeping one tonight. Listen to the roar of 67,500 inside Wembley. That is the response that England needed. And Gareth Southgate believed he could get. It's England one. Denmark won. I turned into the worst England fan there. That was, that was we were back in uh, England v Germany then. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, a lot of lot of relief. We're back in the game. This yeah. is the drama we've been asking for the last yeah. few rounds. <laughs> Suddenly we've got it. We don't know how to handle it. We're fine. We're fine. We're back in the game. We're fine. Careful what you wish for. Half time. England won. Denmark won. Matthew Ford. How are your emotions? When we started, I said to you, I don't think we're going to concede it. I think it's going to be really easy. Not really easy, but I was like, I think we're going to win. Obviously, seeing us concede a goal was really shocking, but it was from a set piece. It was basically a penalty from the distance it was at. To see us respond and then basically immediately get one back. England still look the better team. The Danes have had the free kick and maybe a couple of chances where we've closed them down the edge of the box. But when they stretch us wide, there's no one ever for them to pick out like Kane or Sterling or Saka. So at the moment, it's... The fact that we've brought it back level as well, taking them in the driving seat psychologically at half time, wouldn't you? I, I, when we considered that, first, when, well, when that, we considered that first goal, I thought, this is one of the most disastrous days in English history. And I thought, this, look, this is like our Maracanaza, whatever they call it, the, when the Brazilians lost the World Cup final to Uruguay. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is it, it's all, it's all going wrong. But actually, we've just been really mature about it. We've asserted ourselves on the ball. We look like we're the be- we are the better team. Also, we're you know moving the forward. Probability has happened and we've conceded a goal. We've been completely spoilt by not conceding a single goal. So it feels like this totemic thing. It's totally normal in football to concede goals. So when it went in, we're like, oh my God. That we're completely in the driving seat. They don't have the quality that we have. We still look the better team. I hope you're right. No, just, the the Danish just seem to be like... They're comfortable with letting us have the ball and attacking on the counter, and we look a little bit nervous. That's what gets me. You know, the best thing, the best bit that we weathered was after they scored, the energy it put in their legs was incredible. And you could see they wanted a second quick, and they didn't get it because we closed them down on the edge of the box, and when they played it out wide, their attack just completely fizzled out. Yeah. So actually, that was their best chance to really go and win that game, and they didn't take it, and we got one. So you're not worried, basically? Of course I'm a bit worried, but like, I'm not as worried as I was if it, if it was still 1-0. There we go. More thoughts as the second half begins. Yes, Here we go. Mason Mount and Bukayu Saka are standing over the ball. It's Mount delivery. It's Harry Oh! Oh! oh no! combination of the fingertips of Casper Schmeichel and the upright, stopping them from taking the lead. Fucking hell. How do you feel about Schmeichel now, Michael? Does someone chip him, for God's sake? <laughs> it is one of those nights. Sterling trying to get away, has got away, pulls it back. Grealish wanted it, didn't reach him. Comes to Phillips to hit it. With not enough poise and accuracy. Under pressure. I, was t- I, mean, I feel awful, I feel tense, I don't, I'm not enjoying it. I'm loving every moment of that experience. It's fun, right? It's fun. This this yeah. matters now. Like, suddenly the stakes are high. I think we're in the ascendancy. Yeah, but I could easily see Denmark score again. It's it's yeah. us equalising against Greece in 2001 and then thinking, that's fine, and then you go two and down. Uh, plus other examples of that that I can't think of off the top of my head. But you know what I mean? Where you think, oh, well, that's dealt with, and it's not. I I can't imagine a situation where we're lo- winning this. We've lost. We've lost. It's that simple. We're fine. We're fine. 
We're fine. Let's see. Let's see how Skull's doing. Matt Ford, um, there are no, there is no moisture left in my mouth after that second half. I don't, I, I couldn't really break it down for you. I don't know what I've just witnessed, but I am tense. I'm very surprised that I've never seen a team I support create so many chances and not take them as England failed to do really in the, in the over 90 minutes there. But I just feel, I still can't believe that we lose this. I still think we've got too much of them. Towards the end now, I've never seen England keep going at it. And don't forget, the more we keep going for it in those later stages, the risk of leaving a, a counter-attack on that would eliminate us is incredible. So it's such a positive way to play football. Start of extra time. I'd say this is just horrible, etc. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fucking hell. Walker, looking for Kane. Finding Harry Kane. It's saved by Kasper Schmeichel and no one's there to follow up quick enough. How are you feeling, Michael? Tense. <laughs> Very tense. It's awful, isn't it? This is absolutely awful. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> I hate it. But it's kind of everything we wanted, isn't it? Yeah, it was at the time. Now it's not. Now I don't no, want no, to. No, 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 no. I want to be yeah. up against Ukraine. Oh, Jesus. I hate my life decisions at this point. <laughs> Sterling taking on Mailer. Getting the better of Mailer. Still going. Sterling, he's gone down. Raheem Sterling dancing his way past red shirts, drawing a foul, and Danny McAlee has said spot kick. He's given the penalty to England. I don't think he should have. Yeah, he does. He does. There's a penalty. There's a penalty. I don't want to watch this, Michael. I don't want to watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I'm going to leave you with the phone. I'm, I can't watch this. Okay. Penalty to England. Josh, I think it's going to turn away. You can't watch it. I'm, turn away. I'm walking into the fucking house, mate. <laughs> Josh is leaving the fan park. He's gone into the house. He's probably going to leave the house. Quick word from Ivo. Penalty to England. Josh is weak. I like watching penalties. It makes me feel strong. Quickly, Ivo. Will he score? Oh, God. Good luck. Yeah! Michael saved it and then Kane got the rebound. Oh my fucking god, yes! Yes! And the good times never felt so good. I heard the pain! Oh my god! 2-1 England. Is, is this it? Is this it? I'm so tense I don't even know if we've recorded. We're 2-1 up now. Um, that was awful. I couldn't watch the penalty. I was, I was in the kitchen, facing the opposite way. Hearing us miss was awful. Oh, God, I just want to go home. I'm at home. <laughs> on the turn, trying to get a shot away. Scrambling across was Jordan Pickford. It did take some nick. Sterling. Still Raheem Sterling. It's still Raheem Sterling. And only Kasper Schmeichel keeps Denmark's hopes still flickering. Come on, England!
love you, Gareth. Thoughts, Michael? Oh, I feel quite emotional. Fuck, we're in the final. <laughs> we're in the final. <laughs> in such a dramatic way. And do you know what? Oh, my God. You couldn't hope for a manager more, could you? What a man Gareth Southgate is. What a man. Fucking hell. Immediate post-match reaction, Matt Ford. I can't believe in the end how sort of straightforward the last three or four minutes were. He's gone. We had the ball all of the last five minutes. It just... What are we living through? We're in the final. We're in the final of the European Championships. Fucking hell. What are we living through? I can't believe it. I can't believe we did it. I can't believe it. Oh. I can't believe that, given how hard it's been in previous years, it's insane. I am so tired. I am so tired. What a night. Oh, my God. This is England's night. He will, and you should really enjoy it. England 2, Denmark 1. It was weird how the Denmark goal suddenly just completely transformed it back into a normal supporting England at a tournament feel. It was like, yeah. it was like in a moment, suddenly everything snapped back into the experience I've had for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly that. And it was sort of all the things that we had talked about perhaps missing or being used to experiencing and then the moment it was happening i was like oh no 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 no! i'm sorry i take it all back like i want the england that i've enjoyed for the past two matches <laughs> this is tense this is stressful this is an emotional roller coaster like it was at times unbearable <laughs> but i loved it that do you know what i mean in a way it was it felt nostalgic it felt kind of it just felt which obviously you know I'm into it felt like what supporting England is meant to be do you know what I mean I don't don't think I'd ever really I don't want to sound like you know I'd never really love and get used to us just dominating if that ever happened in the I I don't know how much I would have enjoyed supporting Spain 08 to 2012 it didn't have the same thrill yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I could taste it for a little bit. <laughs> I would take I would take a win here and an absolute domination of the World Cup and then perhaps a return to the old ways. But I'd love to eat at the, the big table just for a bit. Joe, uh, it's funny. You're, you're right. When we consider that goal, there was a sense of, oh, here we go again. This is it. It's all about to collapse. But this team, again, you just feel there's something different about them. And there's that wonderful shot of after we concede that first goal. You see a shot of Harry Kane with the crowd behind him. And he's just so cool. And he's just pointing his head like, everyone just focus. Everyone just focus. And do their jobs. Just professional. Just I went just out can't imagine a team I could love more than this current England team. Because it's not just that they're brilliant. But they're amazing people with an amazing human as a manager. Um, they're just the best sports team I've ever, ever in my life. I absolutely I can't get enough of them. Uh, what was it like, Skull? Um can I tell you about, I've been holding this gold back, so I want to tell you about my evening. So I'll, I'll, I'll just cut to the end. We win the game. Amazing scenes. Everyone's singing Sweet Caroline. That Martin Garrix and Bono tune still ringing in everybody's ears. <laughs> I'm shazamming it, adding it to my playlist. We get out of the stadium. It was just great. The atmosphere was, I've ne- it was, it was like a festival. It, it smelled of festivals. People were letting off flares. You could smell the 
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, full episode is available on Patreon. Then we're back on the main feed on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.